Andino Andina. The story continues. After my first underwhelming year at university, I had opted for a gap year. Like so many, I worked and saved to go travelling. After flying into Merida on a rainy day in February, three friends and I took our time meandering around the Yucatan Peninsula. We started our adventure with a few days on the coast in the sleepy little town of Celestun to acclimatize. From there on to the picturesque colonial beauty of Valladolid, where we visited a couple of cenotes. The word cenote has its roots in Mayan, meaning water-filled cavern. Imagine caves with crystal clear fresh water that was formed naturally by rainwater eroding the limestone. They are very inviting for a refreshing swim on a hot day. The tourist-friendly Chichen Itza, with its easily accessible restored pyramids, made for another perfect day trip. Isla Holbosch was next on the itinerary for some hammock days of reading and working on that tan. Onwards to Tulum and some more ruins, these being on the seafront, you could cool off after a dusty day of culture. Down the coast we continued to Mahawal and then Chetumal, the capital of Quintana Roo, with its bustling city life, museums, great restaurants and Corridor Arqueológico. We gave the giant market in Zona Libre a miss, as the day we intended to go it rained, and the receptionist warned us it would be a mud bath. Instead we headed straight to Belize for a brief but interesting visit, followed by a month of meandering in the hospitable Guatemala. With only one of us speaking Spanish, we seized the opportunity of a week's intensive immersion course, fell in love with Flores and visited Tikal, before crossing back into Mexico and the natural beauty that is Chiapas. It is almost impossible not to enjoy the breathtaking Blue Mountains and the waterfalls en route to Palenque, then via Hermosa in the state of Tabasco. After that, we were happy to take our time and follow the coast back up to Progreso, before dropping back down to the cultural city of Merida, the capital of the Yucatan state, to indulge in art and museums and laid-back evenings in cafes, watching people and street performers in the Grand Plaza. We still had Ruta Puk to look forward to, a real archaeological indulgence saved for last, where some of the least visited sites are located. Our reasoning was to be as acclimatized as possible to the heat and humidity by then, and be able not just to cope with the jungle, but actually enjoy it. Little did I know what was waiting for me in the shape of a newly graduated archaeologist working at one of the sites as an English-speaking tour guide. We were an instant hit. No one in our little group was in a particular hurry, so we slowed down the pace and hung around. On his day off, Tonio brought us all to a site in some ways considered Yucatan's answer to Stonehenge on the equinoxes. It had an air-conditioned museum and an on-site cenote, perfect for a quick swim to cool off after walking in the grounds. Driving back, Tonio detoured and pointed out two haciendas central to this part of the country during the Mexican Revolution, and entertained us with stories from their history. It was a great time to be young and fall in love, as well as discovering the world travelling with your friends.
It was becoming obvious to all that Tonya and I could easily become something else than friends and a casual flirt. I chose to stay behind while the others opted for a week on Isla Mujeres. Back in town, us girls enjoyed spending time in Merida's enormous markets and some shopping to ensure every last space in our bags were filled. Tonio and his friend Santos, both from Mexico City and jokingly called the Pyramid Boys, had been at university together back in the days when homosexuality was still illegal in Mexico State. Santos told me how Tonio had saved his skin more than once, and how he considered him a brother from another mother and loved him as his own blood. He pointed out Tonio had no dark secrets I should be aware of. Quite the opposite. He could not recommend him highly enough. Tonio told us the story of how the boy with a long, complicated-to-spell Nahuatl name earned the nickname Santos for being perpetually chivalrous and never taking liberties with his many girlfriends. Well, now he knew better. It was hard to imagine the Camp Santos as a young boy holding hands with a string of ever-changing girls, frequenting all the coolest discotheques. Well, that last bit was easy. He could easily have made a career as a professional dancer. Together they made an entertaining double act and kept us amused and laughing, even as our return to Britain beckoned closer and closer. I was happy my friends had all met and got to know Tonio, and could vouch for him when it came to breaking the news to my parents. When my friends packed and went to university that autumn, I left with two suitcases, unsure of what to expect and with no real plan beyond what I'd promised my parents, not to give up on my studies and do a degree online. That we would be getting married just three years later never occurred to me. In December, the coolest time of year in Yucatan, I went back to England to bring my cat Lefay over to Mexico too. I had left with her blessing and advice. If you love somebody, don't wait too long. Life is short and love is precious. The most recent we'd heard from Santos, he'd met an Italian guy and was planning a trip to Rome and Barcelona. Good for him. He sounded all mushy and loved up on the phone. Perhaps they would visit with us so we got to meet this mystery man before they left for Europe. I felt a little protective of him, I noticed. It must have rubbed off from Tonio. By now it was almost dark in the cabin. Oh, goody, you're back, Peluche said with a stretch. Does that mean it's time for dinner? It could be, I said and yawned. Why not? Where's Kachina? On the bed, as usual. Bet you a treat she'll be awake and come running the second she hears the ring pull on the can. Without a doubt, I chuckled and gathered Peluche in my arms. So what conclusions did you draw from all that journeying down memory lane? Peluche asked. You sound like me there. I giggled. I don't know. That perhaps it's not about lack of confidence. It's wanting to be heard on one's own terms and not ignored, without having to scream for attention. Also, I really liked what you said earlier. If you can't be bothered to listen, why should I waste my time talking to you? I served the cats and stretched with a yawn and a smile in what I thought of as my most cat-like manner. 
I wished I could discard outdated or irrelevant external information as a default setting rather than as a conscious act. Somehow, I needed to prioritize myself more, or at least not to feel so damn guilty for acknowledging my own sensitive needs. Life in Mexico was both simpler and more complicated at the same time. Just as I wondered when Tonio would be back, I heard his key in the door and went to welcome him back with a hug. I felt relaxed after my mental-emotional clear-out. For tonight, at least, I tried to forget about everything else and just enjoy the unofficial opening of La Colmina with the others. Thank you for taking the time to listen. Andino Andina is written, read, edited and produced by me. Copyright Liz Rosales, 2014 and 2021.